all the singing this morning? Uh, to, yeah, well, I, I asked a couple people to sing, and then I had folks come and ask me, hey, I'd like to do this, I'd like to do this. That's the most singing we've really ever done on Easter morning, mainly because I don't like giving up that much time for preaching, but I felt like, the Lord, yeah, yeah, aren't you glad? I'll, go ahead, Russ, that's all right. I, I know you're happy about it. That's, I'm not offended. I'd rather listen to them sing too, so... Um, well, it, it, it's all good. It's been a good morning, and we got a couple more left for you, but a couple minutes want to focus on the celebration of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Before I begin this morning, I want to begin with an illustration. I need a couple captains. And uh, is Pastor Cody in here? Is Pastor Cody in here? Yeah. Are you staying in here, Pastor Cody? Yeah. Are you sure? You've got you've got child. Okay. Um, uh, I need Pastor Cody and Pastor Danny up here for a minute. Um, you guys can just, just stay right down here, and uh, we're going to have a little competition uh, to start things out this morning. And don't worry, y'all are going to be in, involved as well. Now, pretty much from uh, like the middle of this middle section, you know, you, you, you ones that are spewed out that are lukewarm here in the middle. Um, this half, you know, choose your side. You know, this about halfway over here on Pastor Danny's side, and this half over here on Pastor Cody's side. And uh, just uh, to begin things this morning as a way of illustration, uh, we're going to play a little game show. And I've, Allie's got a picture for me up there. Now, this is as high tech as it's going to get this morning. All right. It's not going to change signs. I didn't have time to do that. I didn't know how to do that. It's real out of my technology. If Pastor Danny were running this, it, all the things would actually work. But no, it's not, it's not going to work. So th- this is you that ran this? Oh, the only one I can kiss is you. <laughs> Man, you are insecure, Jenny. Really, really insecure. Uh, I'm, these two bearded mugs. Uh. Um, but uh, so you guys are the captains, the, the, the family, you know, the leader of your two families, all right? Family, Pastor Danny, family, Pastor Cody. And uh, so we're going to find out which team gets to play and which team gets to pass. If you don't know how to play this game, then just sit there and enjoy this. If you do, you'll, you'll know what to do. So uh, you guys are the first ones now. Since we don't have buzzers here, you know, come, come here in the middle. No, you trust me, you're not getting married. Um, put your hands like this. All right, and then when, when I ask the question, if you know the answer, whoever raises their hand like this first wins. Now, I need some of you to be honest out there and decide who wins, you know, the draw here when I ask the question, all right? Now, this top seven answers are on the board, a survey of a thousand Pastor Kens. So, by definition, this game is totally rigged. It doesn't really matter what you think is most important. It only matters what I and my wife and my sister think are most important. All right? That's really what ended up on the top seven. All right? This is not a trick question. All right? Now, I have no idea what could come out of the depths of that brain and that brain. I do not know, but we'll, we'll find out. Are, are, are you with me? Are you great? All right, now, your hands on your buzzers. All right. A thousand Pastor Kens were surveyed, the top seven answers on the board for this question. Name something that happens in a moment. That was pretty close. Uh, Hunter's even betraying his own team and giving the, there's a traitor in the midst over here. Uh, yeah, Hunter got to go over there. He might as well. All right, Pat, that doesn't mean he's going to get it right. All right, that, that, no, they, you know, so Pastor Danny, name something that happens in a moment. Five seconds, please. Twinkle of the eye. The twinkle of an eye. Survey said? <laughs> <laughs> Did not make Pastor Ken's list. Pastor Cody. Jesus comes back. Jesus comes back. Um, 
<laughs> Even though that's my whole text this morning. Thanks a lot. Where are you working next week? Don't give that answer. I don't, I don't know. Um, uh, uh, well, I, boy, this didn't go to plan, did it? All right, I'll pick somebody on your team over here. The, 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 well, actually, you go next, your, your team. Pick, pick representative. Oh, all, right. all right, Will? Let there be light. Boy, we're really striking out. Looks like Pastor Ken should have asked some of you a little more. This illustration is not working. Oh, for 3. Anybody over? Uh, you, you pick. You pick. All right? No, don't yell it out because your captain has to address. You pick who you want. Byron? Well, that's, that, that, that's already been, that's the, that's the twinkle of an eye. I would have given that. I'll let you guys have another one because I would have given that, that rapture twinkle of an eye. That come. Boy, we are really not doing good here. <sighs> no, these are just life answers. You guys are too spiritually minded here, okay? Would you just live in the real world? When's the last time you've heard a Bible question on the family feud? A car wreck, and the survey said? Number one answer. Thank you, Jason Arthur, coming from a truck driver. That makes about sense back there. Um, and the number one answer is worth 28 points. So 28 points for Pastor Danny. Now, Pastor Danny, your team, does your team want to play or does your team want to pass? And uh, your team, now you can huddle among yourselves and decide if they get it wrong. You'll probably get it wrong too, um, but that's all right. Play. You want to play? All right. All right. So uh, pick your next person to answer something that happens in a moment. Con- as in conversion survey says ding 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 number three answer there that is worth uh 14 points all right so you got 28 and 14 all right uh, oh by the way in this version of the game you only get two strikes and you're out That's not American. <laughs> if you if you contest the judge's decision it goes to one strike <laughs> <laughs> All right, pick somebody else in your team. Anybody else in your team from this side over? But your team's out of answers already. I guess they capitulate. You get, uh, yeah. I heard. I heard it. I heard that conception. Survey said number two answer. Woo! One minute you're not. One minute you are. In a moment. You guys are doing good. All right. Uh, you got, uh, we got how many left are on the board? There's uh, four left on the board. You got the top three. The bottom four are still left. <laughs> Judges say, I think she's going to give you an error. You're close, I, I, I think. You want an appeal? One strike. <laughs> Which I guess that's your one strike. You guys got one more left, one strike left. That's bias on that team? Just because I go, because I live with the one on the front row? Could be right. Should have chosen your team wisely. Um, any other guesses over here? Otherwise, this side, DT? Change your mind. Change your mind. Change your mind. It's a good one, too. It's a good All right. Cody's team, if you either win or lose, you got one chance to win or lose. Fall in love, survey says. And this team wins! You will get a $10,000 bonus this week in your check, and it'll come out of yours. 
Um, so, all right, y'all can sit down. Um, I, I titled this morning's mini message, Just a Moment, Please. Just a moment. And I wanted to demonstrate, and y'all came up with some extra ones that were just as good, so nobody come to church afterwards and tell me, oh, mine was really good. Why wasn't it on there? I don't know. Ask my wife or my sister. I don't know. Um, I just write these things down. But a lot of things can happen in just a moment, can they not? This morning's text is found in a familiar verse of Scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 in your Bibles. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, and beginning this morning in verse number 50, the Bible says, Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, there it is, in the twinkling of an eye, I can't believe Pastor Cody said that. He's so spiritual. Is that you? No, it's Pastor Danny that said that? Oh, he's looking at me. I offended him. Okay. Oh. Still, you ruined my text. Thank you very much. Um, For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruption must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. Well, if you know your Bible, you know 1 Corinthians 15 is known as the resurrection chapter. Uh, It is the theme of this chapter. Matter of fact, if you read the book of Acts, the apostles after the resurrection of Christ in the history book of the New Testament, the the number one theme they wanted to talk about was the resurrection of Christ. I'll tell, tell you, if it were me going around and telling everybody that this person that we worshiped was crucified but now was risen again, uh, that you'd have to really be convinced to be spreading that around, wouldn't you? And yet that was the theme of their message was the resurrection of Christ. You know, this morning, if Jesus is still in the tomb, boy, we're in trouble. Matter of fact, in this chapter, it begins by giving us an overview of the gospel in verses 3 and 4 of this chapter where Paul wrote, For I delivered unto you first of, of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures and was buried, and then he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. Jesus died for our sins, was buried, and rose again according to the word of God. And Paul goes on to say, if there is no resurrection of the dead, if Jesus didn't rise, if he didn't uh, come back out of that tomb, then God didn't accept his sacrifice. And if God didn't accept his sacrifice, you and I are still in our sins. And if we're still in our sins, this morning all we are doing here is doing religion. And I got to tell you one thing I've learned about religion is religion is really pretty miserable. Because my experience with religion is it always demands that you and I do. We got to be, we got to work. Obey the rules. But Jesus came out of that grave and Paul wrote in verse 19, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Verse 20, but now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of, of them that slept. Aren't you glad this morning that the tomb is empty and that's what separates Christianity and the claims of Christianity from any other quote-unquote religion is the one that we worship, the one that we trust. We point to an empty grave, say, show me the body, tell me, explain to me what happened and boy, a lot of folks try to do it. Uh, People make theories and uh, what is not theories and what's the other words? Hypotheses. Thank you, Pastor Danny. I was in his class the other night. Theories and hypotheses. At the end of the day, 
the tomb is empty and the best explanation is that he rose from the dead and he is our guarantee that you and I, if you placed your simple faith and trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ, that one day he promised that we also would physically rise from the dead. Amen. Whoo, that's good. One day believers will either be raised from the dead or my preference would be that we remain, that I remain alive until the Lord comes and parts the clouds and calls us to meet him in the air. Amen? I kind of wouldn't mind that option. But either way, in a moment, we will be changed. These sinful bodies are not equipped to live in eternity in God's holy presence. People say, why do I have to, why do I have to trust Christ in my life? Why can't I just be a good person? Because the Bible says there's none of us that are good. The, the reality is I don't want to offend you, but maybe I will. You're not a good person. You're a lying, thieving, immoral individual, just like me. Oh, man, that hurt my feelings. Take it up with God, and you know I'm telling you the truth. That's why Jesus came and lived a perfect life, that he would, could be our sacrifice, that at the cross and through faith in his finished work and at that empty tomb, God exchanges Jesus' righteousness. He gives that to us, and he took our sin and paid for it on the cross. So the bottom line is you can stand before God and say, God, I think I'm a good enough person. I'll, I'll stand in my own stead, and trust me, you will be revealed wanting. Or you can stand in the perfect perfection of Jesus Christ, equipped to live in the holy presence of God for all eternity. But you see, even we who are believers now, Paul's writing and said the bodies that we're living in right now, even if Christ comes in the cloud, we still got a problem because in this body, the Ken here this morning, though I'm justified, declared righteous in my standing, I'm still living in this old flesh and I can still say and do the wrong things. And so this body right now is not equipped to live with God. And so Paul says in a moment, we must be changed. We must put on immortality. Wow. Imagine in that moment everything changes I'm so thankful that as a seven-year-old child that I heard the good news seven years old I understood my sinful standing before God and I understood that God was offering me forgiveness and eternal life if I would receive this free gift by faith in Jesus and in that one moment as a seven-year-old child, it's not because I said some magic prayer or whatever, but my personal opinion, I remember that moment looking up my dad after the, the child evangelist gave an offer to saying, after the service, if you'd like to receive this free gift and trust Jesus as your personal Savior, would you come meet me here in the side room over there? And I remember telling my dad, Dad, I want to I wanna go ask Jesus to be my Savior. I, I, I think good, good sealed sign delivered pretty much right there. And then I went down there and prayed and, and a seven-year-old kid. By the way, that's why I think children's ministries are so important. I'm a testament that a seven-year-old kid, six-year-old kid can trust Christ as their Savior. Now, did I go through times of doubt and issues? Yeah, I did. That was part of the discipleship process. But as I grew in my faith, I look back and say, well, Jesus said, you know, unless you have faith like a little child, you can't enter in the kingdom of God. Sure, it's nice when you come to faith in Christ as a little child, isn't it? Probably makes me better than some of you adults that got saved later. <laughs> Brock, um, Danny, um, you know, sinners. No, we got to be like that little simple child. In just that one moment, I was passed from death unto life. In that one moment, I became a new creature in Christ. In that one moment, in my standing, I went from being a sinner to a saint. 
In that one moment, I became part of the family of God. In that one moment, I became a joint heir with Christ Jesus. In that one moment, I was declared righteous by the finished work of Jesus in that empty tomb. In that one moment, I went from heading to hell to heading to heaven. In that one moment, I went from an eternity of loneliness to an eternity of fellowship. In that one moment, I went from living a life of no meaning, no purpose, and no direction to a life of temporal and eternal consequence, all in a moment. Wow. I don't know about you, I'm waiting for another moment. I'm so ready for the trumpet to sound. I don't know about you, but doesn't this world getting harder and harder to live in and the evil and the wickedness? You know, and Isaiah wrote that the day would come, you know, the sign of a declining culture is when people call evil good and good evil. And boy, if we dare think that you should leave children's private parts on their body that were evil. I tell you, the, the ball rolling downhill of evil seems to be picking up speed. These are very dark days, and yet it is time that we can shine the brightest and go tell the world, as Taylor and Lauren sang a few moments ago. But I'll tell you, I am ready for another moment. As Paul wrote about here in verse 52, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. And a lot of our brothers and sisters have gone on before us, and as Paul refers to them here as sleeping, um, which they are, their physical body is here, but their soul and spirit is in heaven. This week, buried a friend of mine, a close friend. Many of you were here for the funeral, and Brother Don Hayhurst, and he was almost 99 years old. That's a long road. I don't know if I, I, don't know if I want to do 99, Lord. I don't, I, don't, I don't think I have to worry about that. I've been a pastor. Nah. Um, while we put Don's body in the ground there in Auburn, Alabama, his soul and spirit are in heaven. The Bible is very clear about this in 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. Boy, these are a tremendous verses of promise. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle, in other words, this body were dissolved, put in the ground, and it breaks down. He goes, if that happens, we have a building of God and house not made with hands, eternal in the heaven. That right now, Don and all our loved ones that have gone on before us, they're in heaven, and I believe they're in a spirit body. And there are different theories about or different uh, hypotheses, Pastor Danny, on, on what may be happening there to folks that, you know, when they die and they go to heaven. But I know their soul and spirit are there. But where they are right now in heaven, where Don is right now in heaven, that's not his final destination. The final destination is when Jesus made a promise that, is, that he came out of that tomb, so one day we will also come out of that tomb, and I'm looking forward to the day that my loved ones who are, who've been buried and gone are given their glorified body, and up from the grave they will arise. That's what Paul is writing about here in 1 Corinthians 15. He's redeemed this body. That's why Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse number 17, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Just a moment, please. I need a moment. Can you imagine this morning 
as the time draws near, and I don't know when, you know, the Lord is returning, and please don't buy somebody's book that says they can tell you when the Lord's coming back, you know, please don't fall into that foolishness. But we are to live, and we are commanded to be watchful, to be anticipating the return of the Lord Jesus Christ to catch his bride away in the clouds, according to First Thessalonians chapter number 4. But can you imagine as that time does draw near that maybe God brings his children to the edge of heaven, and I don't know if there's an edge of heaven, but if there is, go there with me in your mind. And as our loved ones are lined up there looking down at the pathetic you and I struggling to do the right thing, fighting the spiritual warfare that we're in, and, you know, the Lord Jesus there looking over, and, and, and there's an anticipation that now is the time, and they're looking at Jesus, and, you know, knowing that Jesus, what part of the country he came from, he probably looks around and says, all right, y'all about ready to leave? Yes, that's what's in the Hebrew and the Greek, you know. Y'all about ready? And Jesus looks at his children and says, remember my promise? Remember what I said? I said, because I live, ye shall live also. Gabriel, get your trumpet. Woo! Glenn Walls. Where are you and your little daughter, Misty? It's time to rise up. Time to rise up, Kim Estes. Time to rise up, Doc Smith. Time to rise up, Freeman Googe. Time to rise up, Dennis Kirkland. Time to rise up, Howard Metz. Time to rise up, Don and Joyce. Time to rise up, Braxton and Alex. Time to rise up, Pam Catwick. Time to rise up, Rick Potter. Time to rise up, Mom Braun. Time to rise up, Grandma Burgess. Time to rise up, Uncle Rich. Time to rise up, Daniel Stadola. Time to rise up, Grandma Mabel McLaren. Praise God when the trumpet sounds in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, we shall be changed. Whew, that's good. I can imagine Jesus looking around. I'm sure that's what he's going to say. This is in the Hebrew again. Jesus looks around and says, you know, Brother Ken down there, he's been bugging me for years to be reunited with y'all. And I told him, just a moment, please. And the moment has come to which this morning I would look up in the sky and humbly say, go ahead, King Jesus. Have yourself a moment. Are you ready for the moment? Because it's coming. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the teaching of your word this morning. Thank you for the finished work. And Lord, we're so thankful that we celebrate this morning an empty tomb that gives us a promise of eternal life and that gives a promise even the redemption of this body that you one day will make it perfect, make it even better than it's ever been. And Lord, we hunger and thirst for that day. Thank you, Lord, that we know that the ones that we've loved that have gone on before us that are in your presence this morning, I know they eagerly await to be reunited with their loved ones as well. But Lord, I pray if there's someone here this morning that doesn't know you as their personal Savior, somebody watching online, they say, Pastor Ken, I don't know if I'm ready for that moment. My dear friend, has there been a time in your life where you personally received the gift that God is offering you, the gift of eternal life, that can be received through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. He died for your sin on a cross, was buried and rose again that he could offer you this eternal life by simple faith. Would you trust him for it 
today, this very moment. Holy Spirit of God, help us as believers as we walk these roads in these very difficult days. Help us to shine bright. Help us to share the good news. There's so many today that are so hopeless. Our culture is full of fear. Lord, help us as your children not to be overcome by fear, but to be witnesses of the good news. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this time. Holy Spirit, seal decisions in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you please stand with me?